Hello, welcome to Time Warp Wife Ministries. I'm your host, Darlene Schacht. And I'm your co-host, Michael Schacht. And this is 5-Minute Marriage. Today's Bible verse comes from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 17. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against the flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Ah, something you read there really got me thinking. It said, the part where you read, against, um, we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness mm-hmm. of this world. Yep. And what that's saying to me is that when a husband and wife are fighting, we're not really fighting against each other. What we're fighting against uh, like our arguments are just a symptom of a spiritual problem that we have, whether wh- whatever it might be that we're not letting the spirit rule our flesh. And so we might say things that are own, are unkind. We might be holding on to anger or unforgiveness. We might be valuing things in our life that are that we shouldn't be valuing more than God and more than our spouse. And these are the things that are really causing the problems. So when a couple is arguing about money, the, the reason is not usually the money so much that the, that's the problem. It's the love of money, as the Bible says. The love of money is the root of all evil. When you don't have your priorities in the right place, then that's the spiritual problem that needs to be dealt with first. And then you are able to work that out in your marriage. But it takes like two people going to prayer, two people people being humble enough to say, Lord, shape me and use me and teach me your way so that I can follow you. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's, it's Basically, if, if it ever comes to a point where you and I disagree on something, we'll go away, we'll come back, we'll go, all right. And then we just hash it out really quickly and just say, yeah, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. And, uh-huh. yeah. I was writing about that this week, how Job had said, I made a covenant with my eyes that I should not look upon a maiden. Yep. And in a sense, I've made a covenant with my mouth that I would not say things that are unkind. And so what I'm finding that is if I have a disagreement with you, or if I feel like I'm going to say something here that I shouldn't really be saying, then I need to go into prayer as soon as I can. I need to put myself in that time out in a sense and go pray about this issue before I come back 
and talk to you again. And like, if you're out in public and stuff like that, you might not have the opportunity to be like, okay, I can't really go and pray right now, but maybe you can just say a quick prayer in your head. Lord, help me to say the right thing. Help me to calm myself down so that I'm not going to be speaking out of anger, but I'm going to be speaking from a lowly place where I have stepped down and esteemed another person Mm -hmm. higher than myself. From a good place where only good things will come of it because um, you're not, it's it's not a pride issue anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, or if it ever was, but it it wouldn't be a pride issue. Um, And, and yeah, and that way we can both come together and come to an, come to an agreement. And I think we always can, to be quite honest, if we're, if we're really focused on doing this in the way that God wanted, you would want us to do that. Yeah. Um, this is really interesting. What we're talking about here, the prayer actually today is called um, to be clothed in armor. So what we're doing is we are protecting ourselves from the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, we're protecting our marriage. I love that analogy. We, that, that's great analogy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, the Our marriage too, we need to be protecting that by putting on the armor of God. But here's something really interesting that I learned when I was doing the armor of God Bible study, that while the Bible clearly points out who Satan is and the danger that he, po- that he poses to us, mm-hmm. Did you know that most Americans, even those who refer to themselves as Christians, don't believe in the existence of Satan? In fact, a nationwide survey conducted by the Barna Group. Okay, wait. <laughs> yeah, they don't believe in Satan. So listen to this. I've got a fact. I've got. Sorry, a, I'm, I'm trying to trying to process. Yeah, even <laughs> people who that. call like even a lot of people who call themselves Christians don't. Now, is this a case where somebody? Somebody will um, put out as a survey that is worded to try to to slant it one way or the other, maybe, because that seems like a pretty incredible claim. Okay, well, I'm going to quote the survey to you, and you can go look it up. Okay, it says a nationwide survey conducted by the Barna Group All right, revealed that 40 percent of Christians strongly agreed that Satan is not a living being but is a symbol of evil. This tells us that 40% are ignoring the fact that Jesus himself said, I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. They just think he is an evil force, but not an actual being. They don't believe in Satan as an actual being that he was, that he is an angel that of darkness. They just think it's, it's evil. So yeah, you get a lot of so-called people who say I'm Christian but if you don't read that in the Bible and they're just kind of following traditions or what they have learned, then that's where you get that. It does well, sound like, but even it, you know, even if that number was smaller, which which this is actually a popular concept. I found it when, mm-hmm. and so I I got this one. You know, whatever. It's well, it's a popular I, I, concept yeah. that I was really surprised to find out. But at first, I thought you said that wasn't real. I thought you were just slamming the door on that and saying Satan didn't exist. Well, that he's not a living being. Yeah, that he's not. Okay, but that's a different distinction. That he's not a living living being, but he personifies evil somehow, even though he's not a living. Look, the the fact that there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people that believe a lot of very strange things. And the culture that is out there now is one that really doesn't pay a lot of attention to the Bible. So they are um, leaving themselves open to all kinds of things like this. And so, no, that that part of it doesn't surprise me at all. 
Um, you know, so the fact that if you were to do a poll and, and see, you know, how many people believe that they should read the Word of God, that would be an interesting poll. And I think I'm going to go hunting for that. And we'll, <laughs> we'll bring that up next, uh, next podcast. But I think, I, I, I really do think that it is a cultural thing that people have just kind of gone away from the idea of reading the Word of God. And that is where all of these really strange ideas about Satan not, not being real, mm-hmm. not being, you know, um, I think that's definitely where that all comes from. Okay, so there was a point to me saying that. And the, the point is that we're, we're not going to be on our guard to defend ourselves if we don't believe that the enemy is real. Yeah, yeah. We have to acknowledge the fact that there is indeed a real enemy, that he is crouching on all fours as I, I, I misquoted that the other day on a podcast. I think I said something about, uh, anyway, I misquoted that. Crouching but the, at the door. Yeah, He is crouching at the door. Yeah. yeah. That he is ready to pounce at any moment. And with the internet, even more so mm-hmm. because anytime you're looking at your computer, you are exposing yourself to temptations. You know, imagine people a hundred years ago, did they have radios a hundred years ago? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get all that much temptation sitting in your house listening to the radio. But, <laughs> okay, okay, you might be tempted to lie and stuff like that. But nowadays, the temptations are even tougher than ever with television, with the internet. You yeah, don't even have visual, to go out of your house yeah, yeah, for to sure. be tempted. Well, maybe people were tempted to steal too. I don't know. But anyway, we've gone on past our time. On this marriage podcast. Okay. <laughs> yes, we have. So what's the takeaway on this? The takeaway is be be aware, be very aware that the enemy is, is on the prowl and, and? protect your marriage. Mm-hmm.